The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about understanding the point of diminishing returns between your paid and organic search campaigns. Joining us is Doug Bell, who is the CMO of Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And today, Doug and I are going to talk about the balance between paid and organic search. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay. Here's the first part of my conversation with Doug Bell from Searchmetrics. Doug, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. It's good to be back. Always a pleasure to to reconnect. Today, we're going to talk about some more content that we feel like is relevant not only for the search community, but also for everyone's boss, the CMOs, the Doug Bells of the world. We're going to talk about the balance between paid and organic search when you sit down and think about your marketing mix, you've told me that this is something that you're regularly working on. Just high level, how do you think about the balance between paid and organic search? Oh, boy, and I got to tell you, it is a simple formula and also a complex one all at once. So for us, generally speaking, what we're looking for is we want to be driving, let's just put it in terms maybe of site traffic. I'm looking to drive 70 to 80% of my site traffic through organic. That's typical. And then roughly about 20 to 30% occurring with paid. And then in terms of balance, if you're looking at the funnel, traditional funnel, top of funnel, mid and bottom of funnel, what's typical for us is about 70% of our top of funnel traffic is coming from organic and about 30. And as we get close to the bottom of that funnel, it shifts towards the bottom of the funnel. This is pre-COVID. We were looking at roughly about half of our sales accepted leads. Let's say that's the bottom of our funnel. We're coming from paid initiatives. 
So talk to me about why you think search is great for building the top of funnel awareness, sort of lead generation. And why does it fall down at the bottom of funnel where your paid campaigns take over? Well, I first thing I'd say is I would actually reverse it a bit. I'd say that generally speaking, it's that evergreen and topical content that is from organic that's driving a lot of that top of funnel traffic. Where we find paid to be really successful for us is on kind of one-off informational topics, if you will. That's where we tend to see a lot more performance there. It's also great if we're looking to get into an area that we just don't have a lot of traction with. It's a hell of a great way to test content as well. And prior to developing evergreen content or prior to developing organic content to try and gain some of that share. So I think that's an interesting point that you're able to use your paid campaigns to understand where there is interest in your brand and then you work towards developing your organic content, which is meant to be a more evergreen type of marketing strategy. Yeah, and I think that's typical though. I do think that's typical. I think, especially for B2B marketers, we tend to think of paid sometimes in terms of our ability to generate hot leads that end up with the sales team. I think if I could dare to say that we are more sophisticated, but for those of us that maybe just have a little more experience or happen to work for a digital marketing company, we will use, as I like to say, use paid to surge and trail with SEO. And that's our typical balance when it comes to digital. I feel like paid most of the time ends up being an addictive drug for marketing executives where they understand that they can put a certain amount of budget and they start to see business results, but they're always wanting to put their foot down on the throttle and start to scale it. And at some point, that becomes difficult either because it's incredibly capital intensive or because you're starting to see diminishing returns. At what point should marketers start to think about mixing in more organic or basically getting to the point where they're not continuing to push more and more of the drug to try to drive business performance? Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben, that is such a big topic for us. I think we could probably spend an entire episode just digging through it. But let me try and boil things back for us if we can. So here's what I'd say. Yes, I agree. I think it can become addicting, the paid portion, because it's not immediate gratification. But as long as you're in a place where you've correctly identified, let's use PPC as an example, that you have high quality scores through landing pages, you've identified high performing keywords or keyword sets and you're able to consistently spend and predictably have pipeline coming through, that's mana, right? And, and that's typical for most CMOs. They have that type of mix where they can rely on it. And you mentioned the point of diminishing returns. And that's usually the thing that forces you to make this evaluation or decision about whether you continue to chase or campaign or a particular channel down that diminishing curve. And so really, typically, your paid people will come to you and let you know They'll let you know that your cost per acquisition is going up, that your conversion rates are going down. And usually that's a sign to take a look and see whether or not you can trail with SEO, if you will. And I think you also make another interesting point. And it's the difference between a micro and a macro point of diminishing returns. I just described a situation where a particular campaign is underperforming. That's typically because, and especially for bottom of funnel keyword buys, what you're talking about there really is just that much more competition piling and we can all understand. But there is this macro trend, which is this point of diminishing returns for the industry in general. And that's been fairly clearly happening since the early 2010. Specifically, we know this is happening because we're seeing that the average increase in spend year over year has been declining really since about 2010. 
used to be 20% plus, and now it's about 7% growth. Still healthy. Still a good idea to own Google and Facebook stock. But overall, the market is behaving in this manner that tells you that at the end of the day, marketers are less and less confident in their paid investments. Yeah, I think as more dollars have been shifted towards digital marketing, we've seen more competition for the performance marketing channels, which inherently makes them either more expensive or more efficient, depending on who you are. You mentioned that you use paid as a leading and search as a trailing campaign. Walk me through what you mean by that. Great. Okay. So, and you mentioned it yourself as well, Ben. It's, again, it's not as simple as standing up a landing page and bidding on certain keywords. It's gotten much more difficult than that. I'm arguing back to the early 2000s when it was that simple. But you can fairly quickly establish an ROI for a given set of keywords. And what's typical for most marketers is that they've made an attempt at really gaining that SEO ground at some point. Or very, very possibly, you have content that's floating at the 6th, 7th, 8th position, or maybe even on paid two, that can be optimized. And that's what I really mean. You can pay for being at the top of the paid SERPs, but take advantage of the fact that... And if you're any older than, say, a three or four-year-old company, you know, you probably have content that's floating at the bottom. That's incidental. In other words, you have that opportunity there and should take advantage of it. And by the way, would highly recommend that tactic. Hint. But you can also identify what type of content is performing with your competition and then attempt to really bring yourself up to the top of the SERPs. And boy, that's a whole other lesson on SEO. But it's truly what I'm talking about. Ben. At the end of the day, if you can prove the ROI for a particular keyword with paid and you start hitting the point of diminishing returns, you owe to yourself to determine whether or not you can acquire that similar space or that similar spot in the SERPs using organic search. So for the search operators that are listening to it, wondering what exec speak Doug is talking about, the important takeaway here is that when you're sitting and looking at your keyword strategy and you're realizing that you're ranking outside of some of the top positions for what you think to be pretty impactful potential keywords, if you're seeing good traffic and conversion rates from a placement that is you know, not on page one or down at the bottom of it, you can use your performance marketing campaigns to try to understand whether it's worth the effort to continue to optimize that page. And so you're using your performance marketing budgets or you're working with your performance marketing team to try to basically get an understanding of whether it's worth the optimization efforts to boost a page up to the top. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You could pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you could work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. 
So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And I think the important thing to keep an eye on here, and Doug, I want your take on this, is when you're evaluating the conversion rates from organic and paid, those aren't always necessarily the same. Doug, how do you tell the difference in terms of conversion rate and honestly user experience when you're comparing your paid versus your organic search efforts? You know, I think it's helpful to understand that ultimately the click-through rates diminish very quickly. And I think we understand this. This is true for both paid and for organic results. But the difference between how consumers react at this kind of top level to the ads is pretty clear, right? So 70 to 80% of all searchers ignore paid ads and they'll focus only on organic results. So what that effectively tells me is that you're paying for a much smaller TAM than if you're able to have a top ranking when it comes to organic. TAM being totally addressable market. Sorry for the CMO sex speak, but thank you. We also know that frankly that there's a lot of reward for people that actually can achieve that top spot, right? So again, depends on the category, but click-through rates for the number one SERP in organic is about 52%. You look at paid, it's somewhere around 7%. So right there, that pretty much tells you that there's this entire industry that exists simply because of that click-through rate, and that's organic, that's search, compared to the ability to have a much lower click-through rate when it comes to that first paid ad that's served up. And that's why people invest so much money in SEO. Yeah, and I think that's really important that when you're thinking, okay, I've got a keyword, and I think it's an important one. I think we're seeing good conversion rates when somebody gets to this landing page, but we're in spot 10. Should I bother to try to optimize this page to get to the top of the page? Well, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run a performance marketing ad. I'm going to put my PPC campaigns on Google, or I'm going to cuddle up with my coworker in the next desk and say, I want you to run this ad for me so I can understand how important this placement is. You're likely to get a 7% conversion rate. And so that isn't an apples to apples comparison of, all right, what happens if I rank number one, even though both placements are at the top of the page? It's really more of a comparison of what happens if I'm able to optimize my way up to you know, around the third or fourth spot, that's about a 7% click-through rate. Yeah, so you're exactly right, Ben. So it's not, what's the saying? I don't have to outrun the bear, I have to outrun you. And that's true for the SERPs, right? So just each of those spots tends to have such a higher return on investment. And again, if your top spot, and by the way, that's the most generous conversion rate I can give for paid is 7%. Much more typical is 2 or 3%. And again, it falls off again as you get to the second and third spot. Or, oh gosh, worse yet, I'm forgetting the bottom of the SERPs for the paid. So really the takeaway here is that if you're comparing your performance marketing campaigns and you want to understand the value of a given keyword to you, and you're going to use performance marketing to understand how important that page is, really what you're comparing is the performance marketing efforts are going to get you a 7% conversion rate, which is the equivalent of saying, I'm going to have a top five placement in search. And so if you are outside of the top five, you can use your performance marketing budgets to evaluate if your campaigns are going to be worth optimizing. And that's right. And Ben, part of the reason I refer to using existing content 
or refactoring existing content is because quite often, and it's typically not that difficult to actually make some changes, there's a little bit of research involved, but you have content that's been indexed by Google that with some changes, you can grab that sixth, fifth, fourth spot. And then suddenly you're saving a tremendous amount of money that you otherwise would be submitting unpaid. But what I don't want to do is give the impression that paid is bad and organic is good because the flip of that, Ben, is... It took a hell of a lot of time and a lot of effort to invest in creating the content, publishing it to the site, getting some promotion of it, doing some linking so it's actually getting some pickup, and even getting to the bottom of the SERPs for page one or top of the page two. So for the marketing execs and the search leaders that are listening to this podcast, what advice do you have for them to figure out what the right blend is for them? You nailed it. You actually nailed it a bit ago, right? Which is when you're going after a unique keyword set that you currently don't own, always start with paid. And then typically what we're doing is we're creating landing pages or we're creating trailing content if we suspect we can also grab that portion of the SERPs with SEO content. Okay. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways to use paid and organic search strategies together to help each other. First, you can use paid to validate your keyword set. Then you can also use paid to understand if you have existing content that's worth optimizing. And at the end of the day, Doug, you said, you know, hey, our balance is 70 to 30. We want most of our traffic coming from organic. And we're driving some bottom of the funnel activity using our paid campaigns. Is the balance the same for most businesses or is it 50-50 for some and 40-60 the other way? Or is the 70-30 balance something that all brands should strive to achieve? Yeah, roughly half of all site traffic globally is generated through organic. But every business has a slightly different nuance. So if you're B2B, you're likely going to be more closer to that 70 to 30 ratio, Ben. Part of that has to do with the size of your paid budgets. And part of that has to do with your relative level of sophistication. In other words, you how big your keyword set is. Exactly how big your keyword set is. You also don't have a, a team of 20 digital marketers at your beck and call compared to, say, an e-commerce company. And I would tell you that some of the more impressive e-commerce firms can be in that 90-10 ratio of organic to paid, which is really quite impressive. And I have no idea how they pull it off. But I think a 50-50 ratio is a good solid one to start with. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Doug Bell, CMO of Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Doug, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Market Advocate, or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. You can also apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, or you can reach out to me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.